Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, go Browns. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. If you'd like to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com and tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Uh, big shout-out to Matthew. He didn't say his name, but that was an awesome intro from Matthew today. Uh, we still got a couple more, but Wells running a little dry, so make sure you guys get yours in for the uh, start of the NFL season. Oh, well, it's finally here. The roster's set to 53, and it's game week. I didn't think this time would ever come. Uh, today, we're going to talk about our thoughts on the final roster, as well as our preview of the Chiefs game. Before we get into that, remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure to click the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. We had our fantasy draft with the Patreon members just a couple days ago. We're having a ton of fun with everybody in that group. Um, So if you want to come check it out, it's extra unfiltered dogs browns content it's a ton of fun so join the dogs.com become a patreon member and uh, come hang out with us so it's game week fellas yes <laughs> it's game week finally it's, it's been a long off season we've had some exciting moments but it's definitely nice to know that it's going to be week one not in you know we're going to talk about the roster not only is it game week we're, we're full go 100 percent healthy that's I don't know if you guys saw, but OBJ, Delpit, and Greedy all scheduled to play Week One. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah I mean, really, I mean, really, if we kind of think about it, the only like big contributor in a way that we're missing would be Phillips. Yeah, you know, with the major injury. I mean, you see some of these other teams in the NFL, running backs are out, defensive uh, players are out. I mean, just in our division, Baltimore, Baltimore's running back room is just slimmer and slimmer in the receiver room. Yeah. So, I mean, luckily that was us last year. We know where we were hurt at every position and like, well, who are we going to trot out there on Sunday? So some things to look forward to this week. I think it was so bad last year. I'm pretty sure we put out an episode called we need a defense for our defense because every player (laughs) was hurt. Go back and watch it. It was a good one. No, (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, so we did want to get into some of the cuts, uh, who made this final roster, if there was any surprising cuts. The first name that's kind of popping out to me, I won't call it a surprising cut, but I was sad to see him go as Kadera Hodge. Yeah. And then that sneaky bastard, John Dorsey, snatched him up off waivers, <laughs> and now he's up in Detroit. He's probably going to get... Oh, he's going to get some playing time because I can only name one wide receiver that's up there in Detroit, and it's Tyrell Williams. That's it. Yeah. And, and he, then they got that Amon St. Brown, I think they drafted, but Hodges literally yeah. might jump there and be their number two. Yeah. yeah. Which and is I crazy. Agree. He played really well in the off uh, in the preseason, too, so he earned it. 
I wanted to see him stay on the Browns, but honestly, he's too good to be on a practice squad. He deserved a roster spot somewhere to, to get his shot. So good for Kadero Hodge. Um, Johnny Stanton ended up not making the team. I know there was some talk about him possibly making it, pushing um, our fullback out, but I don't think that was ever really going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I know that they were, it's almost like they were trying to find a spot for him, and he, but there's a reason we brought in Janovich, mm-hmm. and yeah. we, you just weren't going to knock him off the team. Um, Which Stan, I'm pretty sure, got signed to the yeah, practice squad. Yeah, he's on the practice squad. Yep. Yeah. He's, the- he's still around, at least. So, JoJo Natson gone. I think everybody knew that was coming with the emergence of Felton and yeah. Schwartz and DPJ. We mm-hmm. didn't need essentially a one trick pony. Yeah, he's a gadget player that, you know, you didn't need after last year. Yeah. I he would- is on the practice squad, too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we got him there. I don't think anybody's picking him up. An older receiver who has, I think, two career catches coming off an ACL injury. He'll be on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. He'll be – if we need him, he's there. Uh, switching to the defensive end, we kind of touched on this last week because it happened while we were recording. But I cannot believe that Porter Gustin got cut. Really surprising. Because well, we're not that deep at that edge rush no. position. Yeah, that one was probably, other than Hodge, the most surprising because – we felt like he contributed last year in the playing time he get. He didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but when he was in there, you noticed him, you know, whether it was making a tackle, getting a hit on a quarterback, stuff like that. And then in preseason, he played well too. So we thought he was playing himself almost into a role in our rotation on defense and let behold, you know, he got cut. Yeah, I mean, then another guy, we the most successful <laughs> dogs podcast <laughs> video of all time, Curtis Weaver's video. We were really excited to see what he was going to bring to this team this year, and he doesn't even make it out of camp. He gets cut. And we went up to training camp, and I never saw him do anything. Never saw him do anything in a game. Never read about him in Jake Trotter's notes. So, I mean, kind of a letdown. I don't know what happened there, but... Yeah, him and another name on this list, which would be defensive tackle Marvin Wilson. I mean, both of those guys, We I remember at training camp kind of watching and saying, I'm not really seeing what... You know, I thought we would be seeing out of these players based on the hype, you know, Marvin Wilson being the highest paid undrafted free agent. Um, And then obviously all the hype around Curtis Weaver and us not drafting a defensive end at all in the draft. And then he doesn't even make the team. Yeah. And I won't say when we say hype about Curtis Weaver, it's not like people were talking in league circles. Like we had the potential sack leader stuck on the bench and we thought thought he was going to be, you know, we thought he'd come in and push people and, you know, make this team. Yeah. And I mean, I never saw, I never heard his name once. No, we thought he was going to be that rotational depth piece that we could rely on to come in and spell the the big guys um, along with Tack McKinley and just kind of be that, you know, be like a staple of the second string to really just help put us over that hump of that defensive end position. So speaking of defensive end, we cut Porter Gustin, Cameron Malvo, Curtis Weaver, Joe Jackson, and then if we include the D tackles, Sheldon Day, Marvin Wilson. We cut six players at the defensive line position, which is arguably our weakest, our, our th- weakest. If not, if it's not the weakest, it's the thinnest, shallowest. Yes, yes, yeah. So I know that Sheldon Day. Obviously, we brought him back for the practice squad along with Porter Gustin. Porter Gustin, I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe some other teams might be interested yeah. in him um, being able to bring him back. Um, and then yesterday, we signed another defensive end to the practice squad um, from Minnesota. 
Yeah, I can't say it's Yeah, I was going to say, I want to hear the name. Ifidi Odinobo? I don't know. I got to pronounce Disrespectful, pronu- Zachary. <laughs> I mean, okay, I had a, pron- a pronunciation right in front of me, but I, don't I guess... You, you, read, I don't it, have my you read it wrong. But, uh, read it with so this confidence. guy, you know, he's 6'3", 258. Um, he was a 7th round draft pick by the Vikings. Um, he actually had a stint with the Browns, which I didn't know. Um, he was inactive for the first three games in 2018, then went out to Arizona for a little while, played with the Vikings the last two years. So he's played, he's got 15 starts all in 2020. Um, he's played in 32 regular season games. He's got 59 tackles, 10 and a half sacks. I kind of like, you know, I know that, you know, he's played in 32 games, but how much of those other 17 that he didn't start, was he actually on the field? And to come away with 10 and a half sacks, that's... It's production in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, this might be that guy where we're talking about who's going to help us at defensive end. I mean, it was a starter for the Vikings who didn't have a terrible defense last year. So, never know. Could be a piece that down the road, once he gets into the system, could be used. Yep, yep. So, a couple other guys I wanted to touch on here. Uh, I think another one, kind of sad to see him go Sheldrick Redwine. Uh, I think he got picked up at the Jets. I think the Jets picked them up. I think you saw, at least with a couple of these guys that got cut, they weren't on waivers long. I mean, Hodge got mm-hmm. picked up quick. Redwine got picked up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Laletta's still on our practice squad, right? Uh, no. No, we cut mm-hmm. him straight up. And I don't know if anybody picked him up he or did. not. He did. Well, go ahead and talk. I'll look it up real quick. Okay. Uh, Shudrick Redwine, I thought at times he played decent for the Browns, mm-hmm. but that safety room is kind of real stacked now. Oh, Lou Letta got signed by the Jags. Yes, Jaguars. Really? Yeah, so they got, you know, they obviously traded away your hot take, you know, or bold <laughs> prediction. They got rid of Gardner Minshew, had a spot open, and uh, he played really well in the preseason. Bold so. take, he take. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> when they fire Urban Meyer, he takes over. Is yeah, that what you're he's, saying? he's their guy. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. <laughs> he's their guy. Right. So that that's kind of the, the people that caught our eye that got cut, you know, and then – just real quick, we'll kind of touch on who did make this team. Who are we taking into Kansas, uh, Kansas City week one? So, obviously, we kept Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum backing him up. We did keep four running backs, Chubb, Hunt, obviously, Dearness. We kind of talked preseason thinking it was going to be Dearness Johnson or Demetric Felton. About halfway through, we realized it's going to be... Yeah, the preseason game showed, yep. yeah, these two aren't fighting for the same spot. And, yep. and Felton made a spot on the team under the running back category, but I think we saw... He's going to be a gadget guy that lines oh. up anywhere. I think he'll be really good in that return game. Yep, yep. He looked explosive. Every time he touched the ball, he got positive yards. So I look for him to be a factor. We kept six wide receivers, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz. Um, and like I said, we cut Jamarcus Bradley, JoJo Natson, and Kadero Hodge. That's a pretty deep receiver room. I, I still – we end up keeping 10 offensive linemen. Could we have kept nine and kept Hodge? Yeah, I mean, I thought we could I don't, have I, done that, especially because some of those guys that you've kept on your um, as your backups, like a Chris Hubbard could be used in different places. He's not just oh, strictly a left tackle. You know, we've seen him be moved around into different spots. Yeah, and call me crazy. I'm not, obviously, I'm not an NFL GM, and I'm not Stefanski or Andrew Barry, but... 
were we really worried that Michael Dunn, if we threw him on our practice squad, was going to get picked up by somebody? Or Blake, even Blake Hans. It was a feel-good story, but... You know what I mean? You know, from last year. So, almost maybe part of this, to me, is like we knew Cardero Hodge shouldn't be sixth or seventh on a roster, and he shouldn't be riding the pine, and he shouldn't be on a practice squad. Yeah, we we gave him his chance. Yep, we, we gave him his chance. Go out there and earn... Because that's that's the only explanation for that for me. Well, the only other thing I can think of off the top of my head, unless you guys have more recent news I haven't seen, is that injury of uh, J.C. Treader. And maybe it's a little bit more serious than what they've let on or anything, and they kind of you don't know if how much they're going to have to use Nick Harris at that spot, and they just want to make sure they had depth. I don't know. I mean, 10 yeah. linemen. I know. That's, a, I that's know. a lot. And part of me looks at this wide receiver list, and I know he was a third-round pick. I know we were all hyped about his speed and potential. But I tell you what, if Kaderil Hodge goes up to Detroit and breaks out and becomes you know, a dependable receiver and Anthony Schwartz you know, fizzles out and never becomes anything, I'm going to be a little upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I'm because, excited I to mean, see Schwartz, though. And you're not – we weren't cutting a guy we took in the third round. No. No, but I agree with you in a sense that what if Schwartz is never all he is is a burner guy that can't hold on to the football, you know, or he drops every fourth pass that he touches type of a thing. And then Hodge is up there and he has 800 yards receiving this year and five touchdowns. We're going to be thinking, man, it would have been nice to have that as our <laughs> well, call number me, five. Call me crazy. I think there's not necessarily Schwartz not being able to hold on to the ball and stuff like that. But I think there's a chance he goes up there and puts up numbers like that, but he never would have sniffed the field on our team, even if we did yeah. keep him. Yeah, Unless there's a, a big injury. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be hard. I think there's only going to be certain situations where Schwartz is going to find his way onto the field. Because if the Browns are up, we're running the football, and we only have two wide receivers on the field. Well, that's Jarvis and Odell, as yep. long as they're How healthy. Much, if we're up big, do you think Odell's out there, or do you think we... If we get up big somehow, do we pull him? I, I mean, I think that you could pull him, but I just, in a game situation, I don't, I think that Schwartz is going to have his plays that are, you know, designed to, okay, hey, you're going to look to see if Schwartz is open or see if he's single covered and then take the deep shot if he's one on one. And it's only Baker make it that if Anthony's the only one catching the ball, don't let, you know, don't over underthrow him, something like that. It's pretty much like a vertical, just throw it up there, see if he gets it type of a thing. But I don't see him being out there more than that. I think that he'll just be out there seven plays maybe in a whole game. I think if he's out there too, it's going to him. Unless yeah, it's and, completely and, schemed up to draw we, attention to him. If we know, him. if we're thinking that, don't so you, you know, yeah, all the other defenses yeah. should be thinking that as well. Absolutely. You know, hey, here comes that gadget player. Just like JoJo Natson's running or going in motion, they probably thought, oh, hey, he was getting the ball, and then he did get the ball last year and got hurt. <laughs> so We shouldn't laugh about that. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that pans out. I just – my theory is we did Hodge a favor. We said, you know, you played well. We're just too deep at receiver here. Go, go make some money somewhere. Yeah, I mean so, he had he had the highlight plays of the yeah. preseason. Yep. So, moving to defense, we kept eight defensive linemen. Obviously, we kept Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney. Thank God, Tack McKinley came back from whatever he had going on. Uh, Malik Jackson, little surprising here. We kept Andrew Billings, mm. 
And I think I saw in the unofficial depth chart, he's scheduled he's, to start. Yep, yep. I saw, yeah, the unofficial depth chart going into this week. He is starting alongside Malik Jackson in the yep. interior. So, I mean, they must be see- he must be doing something in practice that we haven't heard about and we didn't see when we were up there because <laughs> I am just not. I was surprised. I'd rather had Porter Gustin than him. Yeah, well, Malik McDowell has been kind of the guy everybody's talking about mm-hmm. as being that guy that's going to take over now. Maybe Billings is listed as the starter because he's taken those reps. And sometimes you see in these games that the starters are out there for like the first series and then the other guy's playing so much better that I think that's what we're going to see. I think like a McDowell, it's going to be like, oh, we can't take him off the field. Because then you also got Tommy that's we kept as well that you would think if you kept him that you're going to try to rotate him in there as well. Um, and then obviously Jordan Elliott, I think, is going to be really good for us on the defense this year. So with Jordan Elliott thinning out, do you think we bump him out to the edge? Some? That's exactly what I was just about to ask you guys too. So because looking at the list, I'm looking at three defensive ends on the roster officially. Yeah, That's Miles, yeah. Jadavian, and Tech. Yep. So who else is playing there? Because we need more guys. Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of improving right now. Clowney has a history of getting hurt. Uh, Miles Garrett, you know. COVID last year, you never know what's going to happen. You've got to have depth. Tack, I mean, he's been on how many different NFL rosters in the last three years, and yep. he already missed the entire you know preseason, basically. So, Which I hated, too. You know, like, yeah. I don't know what he had going on personally or anything like that, but I hated the fact that he was gone, and he's a guy that we were, like, super excited about to get to be like, hey, maybe he, this lit a fire under him. You know, he's like a new life, so to say, in the NFL, and then yep. we never got the – see if he was if he's going to be what we need him to be we got to see him hit a tackling dummy a couple <laughs> camp. Isn't he, it? Looked, he looked good in shorts and t-shirt did he look like Jadavion Clowney? did he have no. the dreads and everything no. Or no you could tell the difference no he was well put together but and he hit that bag really hard good <laughs> he's gonna need well, to <laughs> okay so the interesting thing is the the reason I don't necessarily like our depth at that position at defensive end is we've talked about how Clowney was going to be moved around and maybe be on the same side of the field for some plays yeah, as miles. miles and how do you do that when you don't know what you're having on the other end that's a little scary to a point because like a team like the Chiefs if they see you do that and they know that you got I'm going to say Tack McKinley out there on the edge. Which way do you think they're rolling out to go throw the football to? Or running at. Right. Or yeah. doing everything at. Right. I mean, so. isn't it isn't it kind of crazy that there's nine new starters and on defense we really don't know what we're rolling out there? Like, I know we're I, on paper we look really, really good. Right. And I think we're going to be really, really good. But is it crazy that we've never seen this unit together play together and it, they're going to go against Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Bring it on. In the pri- I know. I know, baby. I'm ready, but... Whew, Sink or swim time. Sink yeah. or swim time. Metris yeah, so test. I had, I had my last of my eight fantasy football drafts Well last done, night. sir. Well done. <laughs> um, Good for you. And there was a Steelers fan, one of my friend, buddies on there, Steelers friend, saying, oh, what you, we'll see if you're talking like that after the Chiefs score 30 on you. And I said, well, they probably will. I just Absolutely. hope we score 31. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, if we hold them to 30, that might be all right. Because they're probably going to average 40 this year. So Yeah. So something that I'm noticing too, going through the list, you know, yeah, we only kept three defensive ends. Maybe Jordan Elliott can slide out. We know that Malik Jackson plays a little defensive end when needed, um, right. but we did keep a whole lot of linebackers. A yep. lot. Yeah. So maybe there's some plan there with using more linebackers off the edge or, or whatever. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. So it's moving the uh, linebackers. We kept seven. Anthony Walker. I think, I feel like he's kind of been 
a forgotten person the last month or so. We keep talking about JOK and Mac Wilson's been playing well and stuff like that. We, he was one of the big free agent acquisitions that we got us excited about the revamp defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at the linebacker position on the unofficial depth chart going into this week, Mac Wilson starting in, in the starting spot with going him, into man. this. So you got Mac Wilson, Anthony Walker, and then Taki Taki. Yep. So okay. and then that leaves your backups being uh, JOK, Malcolm Smith, Tony Fields. Now JOK, I think, is going to play just as much, if not more, than maybe a Mac Wilson or a Taki Taki, just depending on the formations. We've talked, we've heard him talk about three safety formations, which is probably going to include a little bit of JOK back at that part of the field. You know, there's been a lot of rumors about how JOK is going to be used in multiple spots that you just, I don't think we're going to see him off the field. A lot. No, he's 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 gonna be out there. Yeah. <laughs> so he might there. not be like I said. He's one of those guys. He might not be a, your starter. That's you know one of the first eleven guys on that very first play. But play the number two, two is probably yeah, up there. I agree. So, I agree, man. Yeah. So we'll move to the safeties here real quick. Kept four safeties. Obviously, JJ three, Ronnie Harrison, Richard LeCount made the team. He had a super strong. He looked pre-season. really good. Yeah. Absolutely. We actually kept. We actually we kept five five safeties. MJ Stewart also. Yeah, he's. I don't even see him on here. No, he's, yeah, he's listed on as the a cornerback. Oh, he's listed. Oh, okay, okay, he's listed on the as a safety in the depth chart going in okay. this week. And then we, and then obviously, and then we kept Delpit, mm-hmm. who is finally going to play a football game for the Browns. Well, well we got a couple yeah. more days of practice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll believe it know. when I see it. Yeah. You know, in a few days from now on that Sunday, because I'm not, I'm not counting him in yet. I'm just saying, what if he comes out and just balls out? Well, that would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah, that would exactly be what everything that we want yeah. and have hoped for for our whole would, lives. Right. He just is so scared. He's so glass. I just feel like he's going to come up and make one tackle and just be like walk off holding his shoulder. It's just something's coming. In his other hand, it well, the whole shoulder fell we talked about that Grant Delpit has the ability to be kind of what a Tyron Matthew is, for, like has been. now Only he's a million getting, times bigger. Yeah, like he's yeah. getting a little older, but... When Matt defense for the Chiefs, and he's actually uncertain if he's actually going to be able to play this week, yeah, um, Matthew for Kansas City. Good. But when he's playing, the defense is so much better stat wise than when he's not, and it might not lead to interceptions or anything like that. But just being that you have to know where he's at, kind of like uh, Fitzpatrick in yeah. Pittsburgh now, like how you said last season, Baker just don't throw it anywhere near. Minka or where he's at. <laughs> and then he threw we need Delpit to be that type game. of an enforcer on the back end. But isn't it comforting that you have Ronnie Harrison and yeah. you have JJ3 <laughs> just yeah. yep. taking over that spot just in case. I mean, it's nice to have some depth. Yes, uh, I, I agree 100%. Lastly, we'll move into the cornerbacks real quick. We got Denzel Ward, obviously Greg Newsom, Troy Hill, a healthy Greedy Williams. MJ Stewart did make this team. And then good for AJ Green, undrafted guy last year that we gave – the largest undrafted free agent signing ever. Bonus. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't make the team last year. Yep. Uh, it's good to see him come back, and he he had another good preseason. He's one of those guys who played well. Yep. Um, so good for him. And then, obviously, the special teams, Jamie Gillen's the punter. If you guys really care who the long snapper is, it's Charlie Hewlett. <laughs> and then the kicker, Chase McLaughlin. Uh, for now. For now. I yeah. just can't believe we haven't. I mean, we signed uh, Nagar. That's his yeah. name, right? Yeah. I forget his first name. Uh, but he made like a 70-yarder, I think, in the Twitter video I saw. I'm good with that. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I saw his stats. 
he doesn't have a very high percentage of making them. Well, that's, yeah, I, I mean, he, he posted the one video where he made it. He didn't show the 50, 60 miss. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but, uh, yeah, kicker, let's hope that we're not in a situation where we got to have a kick. We don't got Harrison Bucker like the Chiefs do to go out there and be like, oh, 60-yarder to win the game, no problem. No problem, yep. Don't got to worry about it. Um, so some you, t- you touched on the cornerbacks there, so kind of interesting going into week one, who got that other starting spot alongside yeah. uh, Denzel was Newsom. Yep. Newsom listed above Greedy on the depth chart. Now, it's all unofficial stuff like that, so things could change, but... Most of the time, it's along these lines, and it looks like Newsom won the starting job. I think I still think Greedy's going to play a ton, but Greg Newsom looked like a first-round draft pick all preseason. Yep. He yep. did, and, and we talked to Barry Shuck many times leading up to the draft, and he kept saying, Greg Newsom the first, Greg Newsom in the first, and we were like, oh, come on, who were taking at the edge? Who were ta- you know, taking yep. an edge rusher? He's like, no, Greg Newsom, Greg Newsom, and that was their guy from yeah. the start. Yep. And, and he, he balled out all preseason. He, he got good. a ton of work. He managed to play three preseason games and not get hurt. <laughs> right. You know, which is something rare for us. So, uh, it, you know, good for him in tough task. I mean, even the, the not great receivers for the Chiefs, I mean, like McCole Hardman and um, was it Demarcus Robinson or something mm. like that? They got wheels, though. Yeah, they're, they're fast. All fast. Yep. They're all fast. They're all fast. So... He's got his work cut out for him, so let's see. You know, it'll be interesting to see how he does. But so that that kind of rounds out the fifty three. Who made it? Who didn't make it? Um, who we were kind of surprised to see, and um, you know, I trust Andrew Barry, and Andrew Barry we trust. Yep. So even the yeah. things like Porter <laughs> Gustin and stuff like that, you know, I'm gonna until he proves that he can't be trusted, I'm gonna roll with him. Yeah, definitely, man. So before we move into the Chiefs preview, I want to remind you guys about Symbol, the stock market for sports. Head to symbol.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. Get a free $10 to play the stock market for sports. How it works, you buy shares of a team. You know, say you like the Browns, they're 40 bucks a share. You buy one, two, 100, 100, I guess that's 1,000 uh, <laughs> shares of the Browns, however much money you want to put into them. is sponsored by and Children's Hospital. I'm talking with... Sorry. And then it was Children's <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> right. Getting a couple extra uh, yeah. know, advertisements in there. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, before I was rudely interrupted, you buy a share You buy a share of the Brown stock. As the Brown season progresses, as we hopefully win, more people start to buy into the Browns. Their stock price goes up. Now you've made money. It's just like the stock market. Another way you win money on Symbol is any team you have a share of, once they win, instant cash payout. So two ways to win on there. Another cool thing about Symbol, you can join our Pick'em League. It's completely free. You have to, you don't have to deposit any dollars. Completely free. All you have to do is make an account, jump on Symbol, jump into our league, pick three games against the spread in the NFL every week. Every game you get right gets you a point. At the end of the year, whoever has the most points wins. If we can get 50 people to join our league, Symbol's going to give the winner a free Browns jersey. So if you're if you're thinking about it, if you you know you, oh I was going to do that I just haven't done it yet, get in and do it now. That way the winner can get a free Browns jersey. Any player you want, it's going to be a sweet jersey. Yeah, you can jump in after week one, but you're going to be a little bit behind. Yeah, you're going to have some points to make up. Yeah, so and you can, but get in this week. Yeah, symbol.com backslash dogs. Make sure to use that uh, that code if you're going to put money in. Get your ten free dollars. Nothing better than free money. Uh, play the stock market for sports and join our pick'em league. It's going to be a ton of fun. Yep. And uh, as we all know, the fantasy football draft season is over. If it's not over, you don't have much time left. 
Yes. But uh, it's time for you to put the PP back in PPR League with the sponsors of our show today, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming just launched the new Performance Package 4.0. Do not neglect your balls like the Packers front office has been neglecting Aaron Rodgers. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. This will help you tame that Troy Polamalu in your pants. And good news for everybody who's international listening to this show. Uh, Manscaped products are now available in Canada, UK, uh, all across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Uh, So again, go to manscaped.com, get 20% off free shipping with the code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. If your significant other is nagging you about how much time you put into your fantasy team, I've been there. You might as well get them some beautiful balls with Manscaped. Ottawa, you can get... Hey, we know you got some big man bushes up there in Ottawa. (laughs) Get yourself some Manscaped (laughs) stuff. 20% off international shipping. You can't beat it. (laughs) So, that's going to move us into our Chiefs preview. Go for it, dog. (laughs) Keep on going. Obviously, it's game week. Couldn't be more pumped for game week. And the NFL did us no favors. We were kind of the talk of the offseason. Um, there's talks. This is kind of turning into a rivalry in the NFL after last year's game. I think people see the Browns as a team that's going to be around for a while now. We found our quarterback, obviously the Chiefs. It kind of sucks because as good as they are, normally I hate the teams that are super good because I just want to see them lose, but I like Andy Reid, and I don't have a problem with Patrick Mahomes, but I hope we beat their ass to this week. <laughs> yeah. So how do you guys see this going? What do you want to see out of the Browns? Well, first thing I wanted to say real quick before we dive into this, um, kind of an interesting day today that we're filming this episode on. So we're filming this on the 7th of September. So 25 years ago today was the first Sunday without Browns football. Oh, man. It was 25-year anniversary today. Now, obviously... I was very, very young at that point in age. Justin graduated high school yeah, that year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I already had like three kids, you know, but, but no, two I, jobs. I, I'm just kidding, but I saw a lot of articles, you know, of some people saying that how that was of like turning on the game that Sunday and they had to watch it Pittsburgh. Nothing. It was Pittsburgh Ugh. playing, I think, I don't know, it was the Titans or somebody, but they were playing on Cleveland's network. Ugh, that was what they had to watch. Dark times. So, man, how far we've come, and we've been through... The down, the ringer, a lot. you know, yeah. going into this week. So it's, I think it's fitting that it, on like a 25 year anniversary going into this season, all the, you know, hype that the Browns have. It's an exciting time to be a Browns fan. And I didn't pick us to win this game uh, in our, you know, our preseason picks, but I, I think we have every shot in the world to win this game. I think we're built to win this game. They were talking about on ESPN. We, we have the offense that we can control the ball keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And our defense, I mean, I know we haven't seen it yet, and we got to go out there and do it, but in theory, they haven't seen this defense. This is not last year's defense. Chad Hedney's not running for a first down against these guys. Yes, you know, so the thing that the Browns are going to have to do if they want to have a chance to win this game is they have to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, and they got to be able to put points on the board. You know, if they're not going to have a drive that scores, you better at least chew some clock up. You know, so we we need those 12, 13, 14 play drives that bleed eight minutes off the clock, and we hopefully get points, three or seven, you know, it doesn't really matter. As long as you're scoring, 
But even some drives like that where you don't score and it's like, all right, well, we limited him to only having the ball once in that quarter because we just took eight minutes off the clock. Um, I think that's going to be how we're going to have to win this game. I don't think that even though I like our offense, I don't think we want to get in a shootout with them where it's like four play and score drives and stuff like that. Mahomes has seven possessions and they have 80 points, it feels like, because he scores. I mean, we saw it in the playoffs. (laughs) When he was out there before he got hurt, it was like, well, hopefully they score quick enough that we can get the ball back a couple more times. So I'm going to play devil's advocate there. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I obviously keeping the ball in Mahomes' hands a good strategy, but I think too many teams psych themselves out with that can't give him the ball mentality that they get away from what they do the best. Now, obviously, we run the ball really well, so it kind of plays into it. But we've talked all off season. We think the Browns are going to come out early in games, at least, and they're going to have to sling it around a little bit. And I know their offense is extremely high powered, and they can score all these points. The Browns had more explosive pay- plays than they did last year. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, do we want to go out there and try to score and keep up with them and score 80 points? No. But I don't think we can come into this game with an offensive mindset of being timid and we're going to run the ball on first, run the ball on second, run the ball on third. Hopefully it's third and short. I don't. We. I think we have to come in and do what we do. I think we, we can't be afraid of their offense and let that limit what we do and come in vanilla. You're right. I do not want to be playing defense with our offense. I don't want to be trying to stop Patrick Mahomes with the running game. I want the running game to just be what it is, like you said, because you can do that. You can try to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand, but we saw all last year, the year before, in the preseason a few weeks ago, all it takes is one play. Mahomes can go out there. He can throw a deep pass to Tyreek Hill, boom, one play touchdown, and now they're back ahead of us or whatever the score might be. So I think we just need to execute, like you said, execute our offense the way we want to and just – Put, put it in our defense's hands to play defense. Yeah. That's what these guys were brought here to do. Don't let them dictate to us how we're going to exactly, play this game. Exactly. We need to take it to them. We need to go in there and do execute our game plan. Yeah. I, I think the offense can go shot for shot with them. I, I do don't, too. I don't I do want too. to. Like, I think you're, I, I completely agree with you, but I think if it came down to it, I, I like our chances a lot more of our defense getting one or two stops over their defense. Don't get me wrong. Their defense is nice too, but it's not ours. Well, and let's I, put it this I need to see it though. I need yeah. to see yes, it. Yes, we need to see it. Yeah. Sure. But if, if, if things go the way we think they're going to go in the way, and everybody plays the way they should, nobody gets hurt. Our defense is better on paper than their defense all day, every day. Absolutely. I will, I will put my, if I had to put money behind somebody, it'd be behind the Browns offense to go shot for shot with the chiefs. Other than, you know, aside from the, like the bills, bills don't have a running game. So, yeah, Josh Allen go out there and chuck the ball down the field, but as soon as they start guarding guys, shutting him down, they have no running game to turn to. We have such a well-rounded offense that I, I really am not worried about our offense putting up points. We scored four touchdowns and a half, what, three times last year? I think so. That's more than any team in the NFL. So we talked about this actually going into the playoff game last year. Everybody wants to talk about how explosive the Chiefs' offense is and yada, yada, and it is. I'm not taking anything away from yep. them. But the Browns, the Browns are at that level points-wise. They just do it differently. Mm-hmm. They, they do it in a more balanced attack. It's less, it's more methodical um, and structured and less just Pat Mahomes playing street football. Yeah. You know, and that's what they do, and they're super good at it. I'm not taking anything away. He's like the best quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah, Tyree okay, Kill is go. amazing. Yeah. Kel, you know, I'm not slighting that, but we just do it differently. But we still put up points, and we put up a lot of points, and we can be explosive. 
we did that last year without Odell. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I understand, and I'm not disagreeing with what you guys say, but I think this game is won as long as the Browns can run the football. If the Browns go out there and and we're not controlling the line of scrimmage and we're not getting four yards on first down and five yards to carry against their front seven, I I think it'll be a long day because if there's – I mean, we weren't great passing the ball in the playoff game. Now – they had their hands all over us, and we didn't get any penalties called, and we felt like it could have been P.I. on every single pass attempt that we threw. But I think that if the Browns struggle to run the football, even though we have a bunch of weapons on the outside, I think that it's going to – I think we have to win by running the ball. I think we got to take I, – I get it about not going in there. I think our game plan has to be run the ball, play action pass for short yardage, and just get chunk plays and keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Call. I, Call me crazy. I think we're going to come out in the first quarter, and I think we throw it more and pass in the first quarter. I could see that. Because I think, I, people, the, every everybody knows what you're saying right now. Yeah. Right. And, and, and they're gonna, their game that. plan is going to be to slant, pack the box and make Baker. I think we're going to have to use the pass to set the run up this year. The problem that I see with having that kind of, or thinking that way, is if it doesn't work, you're almost dooming yourself right from the get-go of you didn't get a couple first downs, choose some clock, get everybody back into the game. Say the Chiefs get the ball first, they go right down the field and score. Browns come out and we go three and out because we went pass, pass, pass. Mahomes gets the ball back, goes down and score, we're down two scores. Right. Now your game plan is almost out the window of trying to have a run game because now you're going to play from two scores down. Now you're thinking, well, we better go score here because if we give the ball back to him, we're going to be down three scores. Now, obviously, I hope our defense isn't like that, but until we prove that we can – Stop somebody, I'm going to think that Mahomes is going to score. So let's kind of move to the defensive side of the ball then. I think the blueprint was kind of laid in that Super Bowl of how to slow down this offense, and it's to get pressure with your defensive ends. And turns out we got arguably the best one in the NFL, and he doesn't have COVID right now. (laughs) You know? Right. So I think, you know, and even though in that Super Bowl, Mahomes, he ran, I think it was like 400-some yards in that game behind the line of scrimmage. He made amount. some incredible throws. They still got smoked. Yeah, they did. And they, they couldn't do anything on offense. And I think we're going to use JOK, and I think we're going to use these three safety, this three-safety look, and we're going to bracket uh, Travis Kelsey, and we're not going to let him control the middle of the field. And I think we're going to get pressure. I know they revamped their offensive line. But A lot, yeah. There's, but they're new, too. They're yeah. new. And, and they're going into their first game. And I don't care how good your offensive line is. There isn't a tackle in the league that can line up and block Miles Garrett one-on-one 45 times in a game. It's not going to happen. He is going to get beat. So, I know if you want to do that and you want to take your chances. I think this is a game where Andy Reid's smart enough as a coach, I think, that, and he's been around, you know, forever, that he's, I would think, smart enough to not let Miles beat you in that kind of an aspect, kind of like the Browns against T.J. Watt. Just don't chip him with a tight end. Put the running back always picks up mile like stuff like that. So I think this is a huge game for like a clowny on the other side yep. that he's got to make his money in this game. Yeah, that, I mean you got to go. I mean, I don't want to see this clowny that's you know on the sidelines on big third downs because he's gassed and stuff like that. Like we need him on the field and we need him to produce week one. Well, we just like, said get your not- feet wet. Anything week one is. Yeah. The biggest game of his career in my eyes. <laughs> well, I was going to say, what are we going to do? Put in his backup? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have one. Yeah, so, 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I think is, and it was kind of, you saw it last year, how nice it was like with miles and then Olivia Vernon kind of turned it on towards the end of the season. where like, when miles was out, you know, man, it's nice to have that. We need that production. Um, and especially in this game, they have a new offensive line that they've put together because of how bad it was yeah. against Tampa Bay. So it's going to be kind of their front seven versus our front seven and trying to stop the run. And, you know, when we have the ball and opposite, they're going to have to try to pass protect all of the guys. And I hope that we blitz a little bit more too and make Mahomes have to throw than sit back there and just dance it in the pocket. And then he rolls out and no looks behind his back, throws it to Kelsey for 80 yards for a touch. <laughs> if we don't get pressure, we're, no, we're, yeah, it's going to be a long day. I think we saw in the preseason, though, when the ones were in the little bit on defense, Joe Woods was mixing it up. Yeah. We, were, we were bringing some heat whenever we had those starters in there. When I So I look for us to bring pressure in. I think a huge thing is Robert, in that playoff game, it was MJ Stewart, Robert Jackson. Uh, was it Money Mitch? Yep. Yeah, he was probably. Yeah, I would. I would think so. We're not. Stru- we're Red, not. Red we're not walking that out there. Right. Week one. Yeah. You know, it's going to be Newsom, Denzel, uh, JJ three, Troy. I mean, just on paper. I mean, it's it's unbelievable yeah. how much the secondary is. It's going to make him hold the ball just a little bit longer, and I th- and, and then we can get pressure. And a huge thing can Pat Mahomes does not run a ton. He's shifty and gets out of the way, but then he throws. Almost all of his runs are on third down, and he runs for a first down. Yeah, it's like third down and seven, and you think you have him, so you kind of play like a protect-the-sticks type of a defense and worry about all the wide receivers, and then he just scampers just enough to get the first down and keep the drive going. I do not want to see that. Don't let him. Those are backbreakers. You do everything right, and then he runs for seven and a half yards and gets a first down. We got to be able to get off the field on third down. If the, if the Chiefs are, you know, 12 of 16 on third down, <laughs> it's going to be a long day. Yep. We got to get off the field on third down. Yeah, so one of the other things that I thought was kind of interesting, so last year, obviously, Tyreek Hill teed off on us. He had eight catches, 110 yards on 10 targets, and had the it said it had the game-sailing reception on the fourth down play. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I don't like, so we got that Denzel and Tyreek matchup you know, on one side of the field. The problem is Denzel stays on one side of the field, you know, so we're going to get Tyreek against Newsom. Is Newsom ready for that battle, you know, week one without ever playing in an NFL game? That'll be interesting to see. I just hope that we don't let Newsom out on an island a lot. We have the, the safety depth to be able to say, hey, we're going to make Hardman or somebody else come up with that catch rather than just let Tyreek go one-on-one with our rookie. I think that because his speed is just I w- unmatchable. I will say this. What helps is we have Schwartz. And Tyreek Hill's very fast. Anthony Schwartz is faster. So he can replicate that speed in practice. Is he as good of a route runner at this point in his career? Probably, Probably not. Right. But as far as straight line speed, we, he can give the Browns a look in that department. And I think that's huge. Newsom has seen somebody with Olympic speed in practice. Not not a lot of teams have somebody like that on their offense to give them a look. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Just like our offensive line getting the practice of trying to block Miles Garrett every day. I mean, yeah. it's, right. You hear that Jedrick Wills got whooped in practice all day. Then you find out, oh, he only went against <laughs> the best edge rusher in all of football. Right. Right. I guess my – obviously, I want Newsom to get to the level Denzel's at. But it'd be nice – wouldn't it be nice to know 
that like your cornerback always stepped up to the best. Like you see it, some of like the best corner Patrick Peterson, one of the best to do it in you know yep. the last decade. Tyreek Hill was playing, you know, back when Patrick was in his prime and was quick. He's kind of older now. I think he's in Minnesota. I think he's not even with the Cardinals anymore. He's in Minnesota. But he followed him. He'd follow that guy no matter where they went on the field and said, nope, I'm locking you down. I would kind of wish in, at times Denzel would take it on himself and just be like, nope, that guy's mine, and just yeah. take him out of the game. I wish they – I'm hoping Newsom – we don't have to worry about that because you're going to have two of those type of guys on each side of the field, but to be determined. It's on the coach, though, too. Yep. If coach wants him to do it, coach has to tell him to do it. Right, I know. I understand that. I'm not saying that the coach doesn't have that type of a say. But You just it, want a guy we, with that mentality of yeah, not, not coach today, doesn't even not have, on my watch. I, t- I told the coach that I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. not, you know, I'm just content over here on this sideline, and Tyreek just went and scored another touchdown on that guy. Tyreek just did it again. <laughs> hey, coach, what about me? Like, I'll go over there and play. Oh, no, you're good. You stay over here. I will say in the playoff game, we covered him better than – uh, who was it that played him? The Buccaneers that played him in the regular season when Tyreek Hill oh, yeah. had like, had like 200 yards, 200 in, the yards in the first oh, quarter. Yeah. It was the quarter. Yeah. Had like yeah, three it touchdowns and 200 yards in the first quarter. So we did better than that. But then they 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 found the recipe for success the next time they played. Yeah, it, was, it was pressure. Yeah. And it helps that the Chiefs, both their starting tackles were out in the Super Bowl. But I, it's and all Mahomes about had the pressure. Whole toes and he ended up having right. surgery on it. And yep. So that's the big thing. Playing the Chiefs week one that, I mean, the Browns have a really good opportunity to go out there and get a big-time win to start the season because, like you said, Blake, we're healthy. I mean, we've got the guys that we've been talking about all offseason. How do you stop a, a Patrick Mahomes, a Kansas City Chiefs team? With the guys that are, we were saying, hope to God, they're healthy. Mm-hmm. They are. Yep. So I, I'm excited for Odell in this game. I think if – I talked about this last year – um, we didn't have the speed against the Chiefs, and they it let them hang all over us. And it, it was obvious that there was no separation. They were sitting on every route. They weren't scared of us getting deep at all. Now we got some speed this year. Now, I mean, OBJ's back. Teams cannot cover OBJ one on one. A lot of people want to give OBJ crap, but before he got hurt last year, he is doubled, triple teamed almost every single play. Cream Hunt. I watched plays where Cream Hunt would literally be in the end zone with nobody within. 30 feet around him because all three people jumped Odell on the route. So that's going to be huge for us. Schwartz's speed is huge if he gets in there at all. Felton is fast. if he and We haven't even talked about Jarvis and Joku. I mean, guys, we didn't have last year. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. I yeah. think, and to uh, back up, Zach, I'm, I'm not – we have the best offensive line in football. Yes. Yeah. Go out there and control give them some hell. Yeah, control the clock. You know, have that long drive. Nick Chubb have twenty five carries for a buck forty. Oh, I'd love that touchdown. Oh, I'd love that. I think that's how we win. Rather than you we're having. To, I agree that I think that the big thing that I'm looking for with Odell being back is did him and Baker, you know, become best friends? You know, and so to say, like out there on the field because we haven't seen that yet either. Of you know, in the preseason, yeah, Odell's been working back. He looks great. Everybody's saying he looks like his old self again. Um, that he's having fun. What's that going to look like on the field with Baker? I'm hoping that it leads to thousands of yards and touchdowns, <laughs> touchdowns, and yeah, stuff 13, like that. 14 touchdowns. Well, I was sweet. going to say, speaking of Baker, that's kind of my X factor for this game because I mean, what happened the last time that Baker went into the second season in the same offensive system? 
I don't know. You won a Heisman Trophy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. It's never happened in the NFL. So this is... This is new uncharted waters for the Browns and Baker Mayfield. But I just pulled up, and we talked about this before, but I'm going to hit it again. The last eight games that Baker Mayfield has played, he has a passer rating of 101.1, 2,180 yards, 15 touchdowns, two picks in his last eight games. Wow. He turned it on in a big way in the second half of last season. That included those hurricane games and the Jets game where he had no receivers. So Yeah, the biggest thing is, and especially in this game against good football teams, and it's just not the Chiefs. It's our division. You can't turn the ball over because when you turn the ball over, most of the time you're giving them into scoring position, and it's easy points. They don't even got to get a first down sometimes, and they at least put three points on the board yep. on the turnover. So I think you don't want to do that in this game either. That's I mean, whoever wins a turnover battle – Probably, probably, wins the game. Has, probably wins the game. Yeah. The biggest thing that I just don't know why, and I hope I'm wrong, and you know, I hope our fans don't yell at me. I just don't want to. I got this vision in my head where the Browns come out and we look good and we just give Mahomes the ball back with like a minute 40 left and he just goes down and does just enough. But like we were right there. So, but I, I wouldn't in, even in be my that head, heartbroken. In my that, head, I'd, be, suck, I'd be mad thinking, man, all we had to do was get, you know, that last first down to ice the clock, but we had to kick the field goal to go up six or something. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Here, obviously, there's no moral victories in the NFL, but if we can come out in week one with nine new starters on defense up against Andy Reid, who hasn't lost a game yep. off a of bye week in 48 years. Or uh, September. Yeah, against yeah. Pat Mahomes, who's never lost a September game in Arrowhead, and we can come out and take it to him for four quarters and we lose on a last-second field goal. It's okay. I'm with it's going to be. It's, it's going to be a good. It, it's only zero and one. We've been here sucks. the last thirty years, right? It <laughs> sucks because you're thinking like, uh, like you, you we're going to be mad that we lost. Especially you'll probably we'd probably look back and be like, oh, if we'd have done this, 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 and oh this. yeah, you nipped. Yeah, it. it's super easy to do that. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. But it, yes, if we go out and get beat by thirty, we're going to come in here the next day. That's the one. Just, so like, just for everybody listening and for us, remember. Last year didn't start out so great right, either, okay? Right, I mean, we got yep. just butt-whooped by the Ravens. I yep, mean, of yeah. all freaking teams, the Ravens yes. to start the season. So And everybody it, it, it was thinking. Look, Baker looked bad. It was like, okay, People didn't know Stefanski, if Baker was going to be our guy. Stefanski's play calls, it was, we were kind of like, what the hell was that? Yeah, but then you saw as the season, by the end of the season, it was like, okay, it all came together. So now. I think if yeah. you remember correctly in that Ravens game, there was kind of a silver lining underneath all the, the crap, and we noticed it was even though we got whooped, like Chubb and Hunt each averaged like six yards a carry. Yes. And we were like, that's something. Yeah, I mean, there's something there. Yeah, we just had gotten down so much that we had to abandon the run game and try to get points, and we weren't ready for that. No. Mm-hmm. And, but there was a silver lining to take away. I will say this. I do not want that this year. <laughs> I want to come out. I do not want Thank to get God. whooped. I want to – if. I want to well, one. I want to win. I want to win. So I'd be a little bad. concerned if you were like, "Man, I hope they beat the crap out of yeah, us." Right. But I, I just don't want to look like embarrassed or like we're not yeah. even on that that realm yet. I want to look like we're supposed to be there. We're on their playing field. Hey, we were there with them in the playoffs. Not that what seven eight months ago. Yeah. Yep. So let's just right where we left off and let's go right back at it again. Yep. Yep. So. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about in the game? I think we give a pretty Man, good... Man, it's going to be exciting. Oh, I can't it's wait. a hell of a it's game. Gonna I mean, exciting. it's going to be a good week of football. Yes. Yeah. Starts Thursday. I can't I, freaking wait. Yeah. Thursday night, big, it's a big game. game. We're yep. going to talk about kind of some of the yep. games here. 
about what we got going on this week. Uh, exciting, exciting week. So talking about the games coming up last year, we picked every single game just based on win loss. We kept a record. Zach ended up winning. We still haven't taken him out to eat yet. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, probably never will. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to switch it up a little bit this year. This segment is brought to you by Symbol, the stock market for sports. Make sure to join our free pick them at symbol.com backslash dogs. You get to pick points against the spread this year. We're going to go through and pick every game against the spread. Tell you what we think. You guys hop on the website, make your account, join our league, make your picks. Once they're up, they get put up every Wednesday morning. They'll put the games up. Then you can make your picks, lock them in. And then, like I said, end of the year, as long as we got 50 people in that league, winner gets a, a Browns jersey. None of us can win that. So even when we smoke all you guys, It'll we be, don't even get the we jersey. don't even get the jersey right. So pretty much what we're doing here is we're giving you guys the tools and the picks. You just got to get on your phone and listen to what we say and make those picks, and then you got a chance to win that jersey. Yes, and I don't want to beat a dead horse because I listen to these videos that tell you to go do stuff too, and I'm like, oh, whatever. It's a hundred percent free. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You don't it's, you don't have to deposit a thing. No, you literally it, pick up your phone and just press some buttons. It's it's a it's a hundred percent free, and you know just get on and play with us. It's a ton of fun. And the more people we get them, the better it is for everybody who is playing. Cause that Jersey becomes, becomes a factor. So symbol.com backslash dogs, join our pick them. We're going to go through all the NFL games. We got Caesar sports book brought up. We got the line. It's going to be a little tougher this year because last year we just went win loss. And I think we all were like above a seven fifty correct percentage. This make the, this, this makes it make, a little harder. It's going to make it more <laughs> difficult, especially week one. Cause you don't know, no, yeah, you don't know what people, a lot. Yes. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot week one. All right, so we're going to start off here Thursday night. Got the Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay hosting the Dallas Cowboys, the Hard Knocks team. Line is Tampa Bay favored by eight. Favored by eight. So they got to win by eight and a half, 8.1. I'm, I'm going, I'm taking Tampa Bay because I watched Hard Knocks. And Dallas is a laughing stock. Yeah, I'm taking Tampa. Dallas sucks. Josh? You know what? This is it's week one. Everybody's just getting out there. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Dallas on this one. I don't think I don't think it's that big of a blowout. Yeah. So we're not going to touch too much on you know each game, but I think that you see it a lot. It's a big night for Tampa Bay. You know the Super Bowl. Everybody's going to be feeling that way. You see it a lot in some other in other uh, sports on Championship Night. The championship team doesn't always come out with their best because. They're thinking about that banner being hung and getting those rings, rings and yeah. all that. So I'm going with you, Josh. I'm picking Dallas against the spread there. I think that they're going to do just enough. I don't think they're going to win, but they're going to do they've just got, enough. They've to got the in. offense to score, so I think they'll be all right. Yeah. Um, excited to see Dak back, though, um, and healthy. So next game we go into Sunday now. We got the Falcons are hosting Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Falcons are favored at home by three points. So Falcons favorite at home against Eagles. So they're calling it a wash because home field advantage gets is automatic. Yeah, it's almost an automatic three. Um, This one's tough because I don't think either team is going to be that great. Falcons (laughs) brought in Mike Davis, um, and I think I'm going to go with the Falcons just because I'm going with the veteran quarterback that I trust more right now, even though he's really old over Jalen Hurts because I just still don't know about Jalen. Yep, I'm taking the Falcons. Yep, Falcons. Uh, Eagles. Eagles. Eagles, because they're in a situation like the Browns where they're, they have a better, be- de- a better defense and they're healthy right now. So. Okay. okay, is that because Gardner's coming in the second half? and you think? <laughs> but uh, All right, so next game, we'll move in. So Josh is by himself there taking the Eagles, three of us taking the Falcons. Um, next game, exciting game on Sunday, 
two playoff contenders. It's going to be interesting to see Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored by six and a half at home. Buffalo. I think Buffalo wins, but not by a touchdown. So I'm going to take the Steelers. I agree. Steelers on that. Steeler. I'm going to go Buffalo just because I think they can. I think they probably do win by a touchdown. Um, but I think the Steelers are very underrated that everybody's writing them off everywhere that they're not I a agree. playoff team. They're not going to win more than seven games this year. I Bull saw crap. I saw uh, seven and ten. And I was like, no way. Yeah, I, I refuse to believe it. Uh, Mike Tomlin can't be saved though with eight and eight this year. He's got to he's got to win. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to win uh, more than eight games if he wants to stay keep his streak of not being under five hundred. Um, all right, Minnesota at one of our divisional teams, Cincinnati Bengals being played at Paul Brown Stadium. Bengals are a home dog by three points. Home dog to the Vikings and Dalvin Cook. What do we think? I'm going to take the Vikings because I think the Bengals' defense is not going to be great still. Their offensive line still sucks. Yeah, Vikes. I take Vikings. Yep. going to surprise you here. I'm going to go Bengals. I think that their offense is going to be very potent this year at being able to put up points. I'm going to go Bengals at home. I think Joe Burrow coming back. Um, Jamar Chase is going to catch the ball. Hopefully. <laughs> that uh, I think that... Bengals are going to be better than what some people think this year. Um, let's go San Francisco 49ers at the new look Detroit Lions with the Stafford era over. <laughs> Goff is there. Dan Campbell's there. We're going to bite you, scratch you, whatever the hell he said in his <laughs> press conference that they're going to do. Um, they are seven and a half point dogs at home against the 49ers. So 49ers got to win by more than a touchdown. Niners. I think the Lions... I think it's going to be rough. Yeah. Kadero Hodge isn't going to do enough. <laughs> no. Hey, give me Detroit. Detroit, all give right. Me Detroit. All yeah. right. I'm going to go 49ers. Um, yeah. I think that their defense, now that it's healthy, is going to yeah. be back to the elite that yeah. it was. This is the one you're on your own, Justin. I'm going 49ers. Gotcha. All right. Next game, we'll go into Arizona Cardinals, Blake's favorite team, yep. against the Tennessee Titans, now with Julio Jones, who are three-point favorite at home. So like Blake said earlier, this is kind of one of those games where it's like a pick em. I'm going to take the Titans. Titans at Which home for Cardinals Blake? Cardinals will do it, but I'm taking the Titans. Justin. I'm not sold on the Cardinals. Oh, no, no way at all. I'm Titans for me, too. Yeah, I'll take Titans. I'm going to go Titans as well, just because it's – at home, I'll go against one of my boys, Kyler. I'll go against him this time. But not every week. Wild. Yeah, so, okay, let's go. Uh, another kind of build-up for a big game is if everybody was healthy for this one team, we got Seattle Seahawks against the Indianapolis Colts at Indy. Um, just kind of sucks that Indy's depleted at wide receiver. I just don't see how Jonathan Taylor is really good, but I don't see how Seattle lets him beat them. And I don't, I mean, Paris Campbell was good at Ohio State, but he hasn't been much in the NFL. I'm going Seahawks. Uh, it's a two and a half favorite, only two and a half for Seattle. I think they cover that easy. Oh, yeah, Seattle for me. Yep, I'm taking Seattle. Agreed. All right, next game Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, the 2021 uh, MVP by a lot of people. Ooh, this is a good um, one. It's taking on the Washington football team in the Fitz Magic mm. uh, era now beginning. In Washington at FedEx Field. This game is almost dead even. Chargers one point favorite. 
That defense in Washington is yeah. I, Chargers I, I, I aren't bad too either though. I'm they got their Washington. guys back. I'm taking Washington. I like is this that. game being played? It's being Washington. played at Washington, and Washington is a dog by one point. I'm going to take Washington because I don't like the West Coast team having to come all the way East Coast first game of the year. And this is the, the start of the Justin uh, Herbert sophomore slump. <laughs> I hope not because I got I a just, lot of money riding on I Herbert. I don't think he's going to slump. But I think he's – I mean, this game, if the defensive front for Washington plays the way we think they will, he's going to be under duress a lot. I'll go Washington as well. Um it's a it's a brand new system like you know him going into that sophomore year just like baker had to so i I think washington in this one i'm going with the sophomore i'm going with the chargers too all you gotta do is win by a field goal gotta back your money baby okay all you gotta do is win by field goal (laughs) all right so uh, i'll take the chargers there next we got uh one of the most interesting games yes. I think that's going to be one to watch going into this uh, Sunday. You got the New York Jets, new look Zach Wilson and his mom versus Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Well done. Okay, the Carolina Panthers now with Sam Darnold at mm-hmm. the QB spot. The Jets' old quarterback. Does Darnold have enough to cover their five and a half point favorite at home against the Jets? Uh, give me New York. New York to cover the five and a half. Yep. Panthers are winning. I think okay. Christian McCaffrey's back. Yeah, McCaffrey's back. Yeah. I'm taking the, the I'm taking the Panthers. I'll go Panthers. I'm going Panthers as well. <laughs> I got another one. <laughs> All right. So you're by yourself there taking the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we got um two teams that are at the bottom of the league, I think, in everybody's eyes. Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence's, you know, reign starting down there with Urban Meyer. And his coaching debut against Deshaun Watt, the Houston Texans without yeah. Deshaun. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Starting right? quarterback. So QB one. Tyrod David Johnson down the Brandon Cooks. What's the What's the spread on this one? So spread on this one is two and a half favorite for the Jaguars in Houston. Houston, a dog at home <laughs> against the Jaguars in the opener. I mean, I think these are two. Awful teams. <laughs> this is a game I would. If this is, you have to pick three for symbol. I'm not picking this one because I, I don't know. I'll pick yeah. this one. I take Jaguars in this one for sure because they can actually go behind a running game if they need to. I don't think that Houston, offensive yeah. line's awful. It was awful last year. I'm taking Houston at home straight up. They're winning the game. I'm taking Houston. Houston's going to be one and zero, and let's hope that we're. Not 0-1, because they'd have a better record than we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Competition's a little different. I'm going to go. Just <laughs> There's that asterisk I was leaving out. Yeah, they got nobody to throw to in Houston. Brand, I'm, I'm going to go with Houston. Brandon Cooks has career game 3,000 yards. <laughs> <laughs> they do got a bunch of – maybe they'll put Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay at running back. He'll at least be some notable players out on the yeah. field. But uh, uh, so we got the – so Houston – I'll take Jaguars off the board. We're going to skip over the Browns and Kansas City. Uh, We're into the uh, four o'clock games. Miami Dolphins and Tua in his second year, taking on his former teammate, Mac Jones, in his first year. This spread is a three-point favorite for the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. They're calling it a pick basically. Yeah, this one's tough for me because I don't know what Mac Jones is going to give me. And you don't know what two is going to give you. I don't know what two is going to give me, and both defenses are going to be really good. The Patriots got a lot of people back, and they signed a lot of people to come in. Yep. 
um, to really shore up that deep. I think the Patriots defense is going to be one of those ones where it, it was like 2010 Patriots defense where they just held everybody to like 14 points and that's all Tom Brady had to score to win. What do we got here? This one's tough. This is one I'm staying away from too. If I'm on the symbol, I'm staying away from this game because Bill yeah. Belichick against a young quarterback, but he has a young quarterback. I don't want put, any part. Put of me it. down for the Patriots, though. I agree. Oh, of course. You're gonna, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mr. Patriots clock is calling you out. <laughs> it wasn't my clock. I'll take Miami. I'm going to go Miami as well. I I think that uh, I think they got some interesting pieces bringing Waddle in down there. I'm buying two at least for week one. Uh, next game, Jameis Winston is at home. Okay, but they're not really at home, I don't think. I think they're playing somewhere else, right? Are they I mean, playing, aren't in, they Jack- playing in Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Bankfield, yeah. Okay, so they're playing against Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. They are a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Saints in Jacksonville. I think I think the Packers win this game. The Saints haven't been home in a couple of weeks because of the hurricane. Jameis Winston's first game, we have no idea what he's going to be like. And to be honest, I mean, do we really know what the Saints are going to be this year? I, I, I don't know. If we no, know but if we, we know what the Packers are going to be, so give me the Packers. Yeah, I'll take Packers. I'm taking Packers too. Aaron Jones, too much. Devontae Adams, too much. I can name maybe one wide receiver on the Saints. Denver Broncos at MetLife Stadium take on the New York football giants. Broncos are a three-and-a-half-point favorite with Teddy Bridgewater now at QB. Drew Lockett back up against Daniel Jones. I'm taking the Broncos. 100% yeah, me too. Broncos. Yeah. I, I think the start the Broncos starting defensive unit didn't give up a point, I think, in the preseason. Either a point or a touchdown, one of the two. That, that defense is going to be good. And their team sucked last year, but their defense was still okay. The defense is good, and Daniel Jones is not. So. Yes. And so he's going to have three fumbles <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater might not be much, but he won't make a mistake. Nope. And he's, he's got good weapons. Yes. Great weapons. The Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy to go along with Melvin Gordon still in the backfield, but Javante Williams, I think is going to be a breakout player this year. I'm taking the Broncos, uh, even though it will be nice to see Blake's favorite running back, Saquon Barkley back on the field. Hopefully right. <laughs> he's not, Four carries for negative three yards, kind of like how he started last season. Um, all right, that takes us into Sunday night football. Carrie Underwood will sing us into Chicago Bears at <laughs> the LA Rams with Matt Stafford now instead of golf. SoFi Stadium, Rams, seven and a half point favorite. Seven and a half point favorite against the Bears with Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> I'm taking the Rams because I think the Rams with Stafford have a chance to be very good. I'll take the Rams because I think, honestly, all they got to do is score 10 points in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll take the Rams. Uh, seven and a half is a lot to give up to, and it's... It is, but I think the Bears suck, and I think... The, I mean, look what McVay did with Goff, and he's not even in, close to Stafford. Yeah. Yeah, so this one is kind of interesting. I'm going to take the... Uh, I'm going to take the Rams as well. I think Stafford is probably going into this season, in my eyes, as the person with the most pressure on him of any player. You can name some other guys off. Dak Prescott. You know, but I think that... Yeah, I Baker think Mayfield. that Matthew Stafford has the most pressure because there's people saying that he's being brought in and they're like Super Bowl or bust this season for him. The guys never won a playoff game, and they're pretty much saying... 
you're the guy that's going to change us all, and that's why we got rid of Goff, who went to the playoffs and won playoff games. So it's going to be it'll be interesting. I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust. I mean, he's he's 33. He's got plenty of time to. I think I think that I think that game will be interesting. I'm taking the Rams. Uh, It kind of makes you. It's kind of crazy in my eyes that the Rams are only a seven and a half point favorite, and the Bucks were an eight point favorite over the Cowboys, which is like a high. So that one must be high scoring that game there. Where this one maybe they're thinking like a 24 to 10 type thing. 24-13, 24-13, something like that wins. All right, takes us to Monday night at Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders take on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens go to Vegas, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking the Ravens. Ravens. I yep. think even though the Ravens are depleted everywhere, receive, they got no receivers, their running backs are all hurt, I think really all they need is Lamar and Gus Edwards to – I think this isn't even going to be close. I think they're going to steamroll them. Yeah, I, I, I like the Ravens big in this one as well. Uh, so that'll take us back to 425 at Arrowhead Stadium. Cleveland Browns taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. LFG. All right. I can't say what that means. <laughs> All right. It was the way you I know said what it. you mean. Browns I like how you traveling. put the emphasis on the F. LFG. <laughs> yeah. Browns traveling to Kansas City. They are six-point dogs on the road to the defending AFC champs. I didn't pick us to win this game in our in our preseason shows. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and what, what, and it's, what's the spread? Six, six points. Six points. Brown's got to cover six. Even if I don't change my pick to us winning, I don't think they beat us by a touchdown. Like I, I like your scenario of them getting a last second field goal. So I'm taking the Browns to to cover the spread. Yep. I agree. Oh, I really want to. I really want to mm-hmm. agree, but I could see us just like I could also see us like having the ball on that last drive and maybe not converting and we're down a touchdown to go tie it. I think this game's going to be super close. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to one of the last couple possessions of the game of either the Browns are driving trying to tie the game up or Mahomes had too much time and is going to go down and score to win. As much as I would like to say the Browns are going to cover, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You think they win by more and more? You think they win by a touchdown? They have to win by a touchdown. I'll take the Chiefs. And if we lose by a touchdown, I might be unhappy the next day after, but by the time I'm we're talking about week two, I'm probably a little bit more okay. If we it. lose by more than a touchdown, it's your fault now. You spoke into <laughs> well, no, <laughs> by more than a touchdown, it wouldn't be my fault. I just said they just got to beat us by seven. If they beat us by seven, I win. If they it, and you guys would lose, <laughs> and that's and, and if that's you guys remember, if you guys remember last year, I won. <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's true. So that's all of them. Prove me wrong, though, Cleveland. Prove me wrong. Go out and win. Let's go. I can't wait. For I got this no game. money on this. Yeah, because it's free. Symbol.com backslash dogs. Get Join our pick em. It's going to be a ton of fun. We just gave you all the right answers. We're making it easy on you. Win yourself a free Browns jersey. Uh, so we want to thank you guys for checking out another episode of The Dogs. Uh, this is going to be a season to remember. We couldn't be happier that you're all here to experience it with us. I can't imagine being pumped for this season without 2000, my best friends that you guys on YouTube. So thanks for being here with us. Remember to use promo code dogs at Manscaped for 20% off. Also use promo code dogs at symbol for 10 free dollars to play the stock market for sports to all you dog pack members. We'll see you on the after hours show to everyone else. We'll see you next week. When we talk about our victory over the chiefs.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member at jointhedogs.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.